We are recording. Let's crank it, dudes. Let's crank that shit. To crank some right now. Is there is there a lever next here? Crank it. You got some tunes going? Crank him. Dude, crank the podcast. Hell yeah. If you're in lockdown, crank that dick, dude. Don't have a dick, crank that puss. Woo! We cranking. Where my soldier boy fans at? Crank that. Mmm. Yes. Actually, you know what? I, I take that back. Don't crank your dick right now. I reckon we should make that a rule. Don't. No masturbation during the Luke Kidgel hour. All right. I'm happy to follow that rule. You know, it'll be tough. Oh, it'll be hard. But I'm. Um, you know, it won't be hard, my penis, right? Because I think we, that should be a rule. Actually, that just should be a rule with podcasts in general. You should never beat off to a podcast, all right? If you've ever beaten off to a podcast, to an audio medium, you're sick, right? Is there like, um, oh man, I just realized, is, is there audio porn for blind people? Just like sounds of, there must be. You just throw in a cassette. And um, hear the delights of, you know, maybe like some of some of the biggest porn stars in the world. I wonder if like Riley Reid or something has done an audio book, and it's just her. It's just like chapter one, uh, foreplay, and she just talks you through that, um, and you just get in the zone. I wonder if that's a thing. The point is, please don't jerk it to my podcast. Great. And now that that's out of the way. We can begin. Now that no one's targeted it, no matter how bored, no matter how many times you've thrashed your dick today in lockdown, no matter how many times you've done whatever, if you're a female, no matter how many times you've fucking flicked that bean red till it's raw and bleeding, all right, that was graphic. Now we can just get on with it, all right? Let's forget what we've done earlier today, all right? I'm not in lockdown. I'm just trying to be relatable. And now some of you aren't in lockdown. Some of you are like, Luke, my dick's not bleeding, all right? My genitals are fine. Um, move on. And for, I will. But I'm just trying to make all my people in lockdown feel better about themselves because people in Sydney right now really settling in. I reckon you would safe to say with how your government's handling this, you could probably settle in till Christmas. Like, it, it, you'll, you'll really have a sad moment in early December when you're still in lockdown in Sydney and you see Tim Allen on your television and you'll be like, oh shit, this started in July. That will be a sad moment. When you get 40 minutes into Christmas with the cranks, with your family, on the couch, you'll be like, oh, our government is incompetent. What the fuck? So um, yeah, settle in, get comfortable, particularly if you're in Sydney because you're going to have to get used to it. If you're not in Sydney, I'm in Perth right now. No one here... You know, he's getting comfortable. Everyone here is going about their day. The weather sucks here, but that's all right. Um, I'm going well. I had the biggest show I've ever done uh, on the weekend. We'll talk about that. Um, I do want to talk about something else first because I feel like it's a pressing issue that needs to be discussed. Uh, But yeah, I did do the biggest show of my life. It was incredible. But, uh, you know, stick around for that. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is hot off the press. This is news. I'm not really that topical usually on this podcast, but (laughs) sometimes I dabble. Sometimes I flirt with the idea of being relevant. And I think we've all seen the big news. Uh, The popular, apparently, um, website or blog or organization, not sure, Kidspot has released their annual list of the top Bogan baby names for 2021. They've been revealed and they're great. Now, this story uh, came up. I often, you know what I do now? This is kind of sad a bit. And this is also really sad that this is what my life has come to. When you just go on any news website now, it's just COVID related. It's all miserable. It's sad. So I've started just typing in to my browser, fun news. (laughs) Just a little bit of fun. And every day I see a couple of quirky stories. Like a few weeks ago, I uh, told you that story about the stamp that uh, someone bought for 
millions of dollars. Just a little stamp. That was a bit of quirky news. I thought that was a bit of fun. Um, this one came up, the top Bogan baby names, and I clicked. You know why? Because <laughs> I got taste. All right, as a man of culture, I wanted to know what the fine parents of Australia are calling their kids during a pandemic. And ladies and gentlemen, I was not disappointed at all. Uh, these are real names. I have, have confirmed they are real names. There are birth certificates out there that I don't know why they allow this shit. So the, the top guys ones, I'll just kind of go through them. Crash was one because of course it is. Yep. Is your, is your other son's name and Bandicoot, you know? Um, Legend was one, honestly. Pretty sick name. Also would be annoying because everyone's just like, oh, what a legend. And no one would be sincere ever with you. They'd be like, oh, dude, you're such a legend. And you'd be like, yes. You know, imagine if someone's like, dude, you're such a Luke. I'd be like, well, yep, I, I guess that's that's me. Um London, but spelt L-U-N-D-Y-N-N. So like Linden, but London. That is very bogan. My favorite one though, I'm just going to read out my favorite one. Let's just cut straight to the chase. Someone called their kid Lynx. (laughs) Imagine your first day of school. You rock up. No, no, actually first day of high school. In primary school, you, you may float under the radar to the, some of the kids. Look, the parents will be all laughing at you, but the, sure. Um, you get in there, day one of high school, someone's like, oh, can I borrow your links? And then this poor person's like, I'm not your fucking slave. You can't just ask someone else to borrow me. And then he's going to find out that Lynx is a deodorant and that his parents are garbage. You... <sighs> You can't name your kid. I think this should also be a rule. You can't name your kid of something that gets slapped on an armpit. It's as simple as that. Don't call your kid wax strips either. Don't call your kid Rexona. Why? Because that's fucked. Don't call your kid body body odor infused hair either. It's just, it should be just, and this is a good one. This was uh, number one on the list. Rolexus. <laughs> That's the most bogan shit I've ever heard. They're like, fuck, I can't afford one. So I'll just call my kid Rolexus. <sighs> Imagine that. Oh, this is my, oh, mate, just had a kid. Oh, yeah. I've got a Rolexus. Like, what? How'd you afford that? You just had a kid. No, mate. That's the kid. You're like, oh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Rolexus. Dude, these game, these names are fucked. I read this and just felt bad for these kids. The The girls' one's probably worse. Um, Summer Breeze was a name. That's just very Byron Bay. Um, uh, this one, though, took the cake. And I'm not, I'm not lying here. It's on the list. It's number one. Parents, I don't know how this was actually allowed, like how they could get out of the hospital. You can clearly tell the hospital's overrun with COVID cases and it's like, get the fuck out of here because a mum or a dad named their child in the last year, their female daughter, Vagina. You're going to call her older sister or her younger sister, sorry, Clitoris? You can't do that to a kid. What's the, what the hell is the prep teacher supposed to do? Like you're in grade one or whatever. You're six, seven. Who knows how old you are in grade one? Right, school's different everywhere. And your kid goes, "All right, Bethany here, Charlotte here." They go down alphabetical order. You know, they get to T. Tiffany here. They get to W. You know, Wendy here. Then they get to V. <sighs> vagina. The kid's like, sorry, what? <sighs> is, va- is vagina here? Is there a vagina in the room? That teacher's getting fired. 
boom. So you've lost that future teacher their job because then they have to explain to their kids why that's a bit funny and why they can't say, uh, you know, for example, say if they're doing the chubby bunny challenge and they're putting things, you know, just a bunch of innocent kids and they're all hanging out and they're like, oh, let's let's put another, let, let's, let's put this lolly in, in vagina. And then someone has to explain to a, like a seven-year-old that your parents are, are dumb as fuck, right? And that's not okay. Dude, there's, there, there's, here's the thing. And there's also one, one, one that's on the list is Zacklin, which I kind of like. That's, that's hilarious. Imagine if a girl came up to you and was like, I'm Zacklin, and they would only ever say it like that. There could be good bogan names. All right, next year... Parents, if you're listening, I know I don't have a very old older demographic, but maybe there's a couple of parents that listen to this podcast. Let's start doing better bogan names. If you're going to be garbage, let's put a little bit of flavor on it. All right? I'll help you out. Uh, I would love to introduce myself to a kid one day. I go, hey, mate, what's your name? He goes, oh, free source. Boom. That's a name. Think just the, oh, like... Links? Come on. If we're doing links, then we can just do fucking anything. Hey, like, oh, this is my son, Fairy Bread. You know? This is my other son, Movie World. Just, just We're just doing bogan shit that people use and enjoy now for names, are we? This is my son, Dale Braithwaite. <laughs> That's his whole name, No Space, Dale Braithwaite. And his middle name is No Space, We'll Be Riding on the Horses. Right? But it's a hashtag as well. Because they're just, you know, because why the fuck not? (laughs) These are real. Like, I'm not lying here. These are on fucking birth certificates. Dude. Jackson with a S-I-N. Oh, my God. You can't do that to people. (sighs) Chardonnay for the girls. Is my daughter Chardonnay? I'm Sharon, she's Chardonnay. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, in 10 years' time, there's gonna you're going to meet a kid called Furphy. For sure, in this country. Go up to Queensland. Dude, there's just going to be a kid called 4X. Straight up. I'm not going to be mad when I meet him, but I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be... Like, I'll be thrilled. But I'll be like, fuck, that's so fucked. That this kid, that that's... That's the next kid's name now, you know? Um, I don't even know what to say about this. The world's fucked. This is not news, but I'm still reporting on it every week. Just new evidence I'm bringing to the table. Every week I'm like, oh, this is fucked. You know, last week I'm reading out how dumb people are on TikTok. And then you wonder why. Because their parents have called them Rolexes. Fucking explains a lot, doesn't it? You read all this stupid shit from some no-name username on an app for children, and you're like, wow, I had no idea that humans could be this unintelligent. And then you're like, anyway, so what's your name? Lynx? Oh, it's genetic. It's actually must just be human instinct. People go, what's the point of life? Like, what's the meaning of life? I think it's to just be as dumb as possible. And there's a few people fucking winning. I'll tell you that much. There's a few people going out of their way to achieve the meaning of life, if that is it. You know, some some people are like, what's the meaning of life? 42. <laughs> no. It's not that. The meaning of life is not to achieve your dreams. It's not even happiness. A lot of people say happiness. Oh, the meaning of life is just to try and achieve happiness and die with no regrets. Not true at all. The meaning of life is to go through it being as insufferable and as fucking intolerable as possible. And these people are well on their way. Tell you what, if I've my mates grew up, had kids, and then was like, this is my daughter, vagina, I'd be like, oh, congratulations. You just unlock the meaning of life. 
You're mentally unstable. Wow. So that's it. Now, am I am I taking out the fact that I haven't left this Airbnb in three days on these people? Perhaps. I, I would even go as far as saying yes, absolutely. All right, am I going insane? You know, without Reese on this podcast. Man, Reese was the glue because since he's gone, my temp has gone up and the quality has maintained. It may be dipped, actually. Let's be let's be fair to Reese. The quality has dipped. But that's okay. We're still trucking along. I haven't left this Airbnb. I can't even say the fucking word. Airbnb. What does that even mean? What does Airbnb mean? Bed and bathroom? Oh, it does. It probably means that, actually. Yeah, cool. Um, that makes heaps of sense. Airbnb sounds like it should be an airline or something. Um, the point is... There's no point. I'm losing my sanity. But uh, I hope you guys are well. I'm uh, coming to North Queensland. <laughs> what a way to just segue into a tour plug uh, very seamlessly. I'm coming to North Queensland next weekend, thank God. Cairns, uh, the COVID stitch there turned out all right. So I'm on my way uh, next week. Get your tickets. Townsville is already sold out, which is crazy. Two shows already gone. I appreciate it. Mackay is not far off. Um, Rockhampton, uh, it's a pretty big room, so get your tickets, and uh, that's something really well, actually, which I'm, I don't know, I'm, I don't know why I get surprised, this is like what people keep telling me, like I did, I did a almost, yeah, like there was almost a thousand people, right, I think there was actually, there was a thousand people at my show, right, because I think the venue sold a little bit over a thousand, I think the venue sold a thousand forty, I didn't sell it out, but goddamn, I got close, there's then like two rows at the back, free, which is pretty crazy, um, but anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. People always, like, keep telling me. I was like, dude, this is crazy. I can't believe this many people showed up for me. Like, and it still doesn't seem real. And I'll maybe never accept that. I'll never understand, like, I don't know what the word is, like, my appeal, if that makes sense. Um, and all week, people are just like, dude, stop being so surprised people like you. You put in a lot of effort. You work very hard. Stop being surprised. Like, Megan stuff. I'm just like, this is fucked. And, like, you know, I looked at my ticket sales. I was like, oh, my God. I've sold almost like a hundred tickets in Rockhampton. Like that's fucked. Like I, that's crazy. I just think that's like so cool. I never thought I'd be able to sell that many tickets in Rockhampton, right? And it's, and maybe some some people that's not many tickets, but for me, I'm like that's unreal, right? And um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going on about here, but I, it, why? <laughs> I just like think it's so funny. Like you know, I rock up to these fucking places in the middle of nowhere, and there's people like we fucking love you, and I'm just like why? <laughs> But I appreciate it. It's cool. Get your tickets. LukeKidgel.com. Um, it's so much fun, man. These shows have been crazy. So, uh, yeah, I'm in Perth. I did. Uh, it, man, the quarantine was worth it in the end. It was so much fun. It was just like the best night of my life. Um, you know, and the show wasn't perfect. And I guess I knew that going in. It was like I was completely out of my depth. I felt like I was a little nervous. I haven't got nervous before a show in like years. Like probably since my comedy special. I haven't been that nervous um, I think it's just when new things happen, you know, it's every, everyone, I guess, when something kind of foreign, you know, when you're walking into the unknown a bit, you're like, oh, I don't know, like, but it's the same, like, it's just a show, I've done the show many times, I don't know why I was overthinking it, but, because when I got, like, halfway into the, the big show, I was like, oh, this is just, like, doing what I usually do, but to, like, five times the amount of people, so, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but we had Bunbury the night before, and man, Bunbury was awesome. Um, we sold that out too, which is sick. Uh, it was just like community theatre, right? Uh, run by just the nicest, cutest old people, right? And when I say, oh, guys, age is a age is definitely um, a, if you're thinking age is a construct, right? These people were youthful as hell. I've never seen such upbeat. 70-year-olds in my life with just a lust for life and happiness. Oh, my God. It it actually was... It warmed my heart being in the venue. Um, it was so good. So, we got there and it was run by volunteers. And oh, for some reason, like, I just feel bad when people aren't getting paid, like, and, and they're doing things for me. Like, I always try and pay people fairly because I, you know, I, I would like the same in return, I guess. You know, I always try and treat people how I would like to be treated. And um, anyway, there's all these people like running around and there's like so many people at the venue. Like there's 
two guys behind the bar who are volunteering. I have a stage manager. This guy like comes up to me uh, before the show. He's like, I'm your stage manager for tonight, mate. It's like this, you know, older bloke. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, he's like, so what, what, what needs to be managed? And I was like, um, I don't know if anyone like told you, but it's just, it's just a comedy show. Cause they must hold like theater where there's props and there's things that need to be managed. Um, I was like, I, uh, if I could get a water bottle on stage, that'd be great. He's like, yep, can do mate. And he like, would you like a stool to put it on? And I was like, oh, if there's one around, sure. Yeah. No worries. I'm, I'm easy, man. And he was just, I really felt like I'm like, oh, I, they probably could have given the um, the stage manager a night off, you know. But he probably wanted to be there. It was lovely. It was just like the the cutest environment. And you know, he got the water bottle ready. He's like, "Man, it's ready!" And he had the little headset on. He's like, "We're ready to go in three, two, one." And then I was like, "All right, you could have just probably, you know, just tell me, hey, we're ready." But that's all right. I I love the professionalism. It was amazing. I'm probably I'm really hoping I can come back to this venue. So good and. So it gets to before, right? And um, I realized, like, because Reese isn't there, I am just, you know, not... Like, because before a show, all I'm going to do is just think about the show. When I have to think about other shit, I'm so bad at that. Like, I'm just... For whatever reason, my brain goes into, like, performance mode, tr- you know, being funny, just, th- you know, th- living in the moment. I'm not thinking about my roles and responsibilities in this operation. And Meg does a great job. She usually handles it all, but... You know, there was a lot of merch and things that needed to be done before that one. And there's usually Reese's there to help out. And usually one of Reese's jobs is like to get the pre-show music sorted, speak to the sound tech. And, um, you know, he has more, like, you know, more to do with that than I do, right? Which is great for me because I don't really want to be thinking about that. Because Reese wasn't there, I got to like, it gets like 10 minutes before the show. I'm like, oh, fuck, my pre-show music. So I run up to the sound booth. I'm like, hey, uh, do you guys have any... Um, like like Spotify, like, you know, is there anywhere I could play my Spotify playlist? Just like search it up. It's just on there. It's public. You go for it, right? And um, they go, oh, no, we don't have the internet. And I'm like, sorry. Yeah, you're right. This place um, yeah, is a, is a nursing home converted into a community theater, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine, right? And I was like, oh, good. I'm like, do you have any music you can play? You know, because the, the doors are about to open. And um, the bloke's name was um, Ian, lovely guy, right? And uh, we we will do the sound uh, tech ranking of the two are next. But um, Ian was great. And, you know, he was really, honestly, did a phenomenal job with what he was given, right? He wasn't given an internet connection, but he didn't need it, right? So I was a little bit worried. And then Meg's like, doors are opening. And I was like, oh, shit. So I just had to go down. I was like, man, well, if you have any music here... uh, that's better than silence as people are coming in, you know, creates a vibe. Just, I trust you. Good luck, my man. Thank you so much. And I walked out and before I walked out, he goes, no, 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 wait. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I don't think you're going to like it. And I was like, well, I, it, I'm sure it will be fine. Cause I'm thinking like, dude, even if he plays like 50 swing, you know, like that's better than nothing. You know, he, he could play Glenn Miller. Like he could play some, some old stuff. He could play Elvis. I'd be like, hell yeah. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Let's rip that shit, right? And uh, I was like, that's fine, dude. And he goes, no, 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 seriously. I don't think you'll like it. And he goes, I, I, I should have bought one of my CDs. And I was like, oh, you don't, you don't have, have, there's no CDs in here? Because I saw some CDs. He's like, they're all blank. And I go, oh. And he goes, that's right, mate. I'll sort something out. And I go, oh, okay. And now he's got me nervous. And the last thing I see him do is just reach in to his uh, box and pull out a cassette. And that just got a split second view of him pulling a cassette tape out of a box. And I was just walking downstairs. I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Ian thumps through this venue. And five minutes later, I'll be honest, there was a bit of silence before the show. People are walking in. It's dead quiet. I can hear people talking on the way. And going, look at where we're going to see it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, no, this is eerily quiet. And then sure enough... And comes in and saves the goddamn day. I just hear, I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? And I was like, you, Ian, you fucking nailed it. Bit of credence, my man. That, whatever, whoever recorded this tape, 
had some of the most slamming tunes. I felt like it got recorded for the, that Bunbury show. I came on to a, with no opener, just me, right? No opener, me out of the gates to one of the most hyped crowds all tour. And I want to thank Ian for that. All right? Credence Clearwater Water Revival, backed up by some ACDC. Dude, things I'll probably never put in my pre-show, pre-show, pre-show playlist, but now highly considering it. You know, I, it's got me doubting how many, um, you know, Kiss Chasey songs and Gyroscope songs and Powderfinger songs you really need in a pre-show playlist. And, and if you've heard mine at the show, it's quite a few, you know. You will have heard a few Machine Gun Kelly tracks. Now, perhaps we need to be leaning more into um, 80s rock, 70s rock. It was purely delightful. A lot of love from a lot of Patreon people. I'm in my Patreon Discord, right, which is now the Luke and Meg Patreon Discord, by the way. Um, I'm in the Discord just, you know, like talking to everyone before the show, going like, dude, these tunes are fucking cranking. Everyone's giving Ian a lot of love. You know, Reese is at home following along going, dude, I can't believe Ian came in with that last minute clutch, saved the day. This is unreal. How's he going to rank on the tour? And I was like, Reese, mate, save it for the pod. All right. I will reveal my ranking of Ian of where he sits on the Soundtech list in a sec. Um, now, actually, you know what? I'll do it now. Why not? So th- this is a segment where we, we do rank the Soundtechs of the tour. Is it unprofessional as hell? Absolutely. Should this information probably probably remain confidential? Yes, because it might affect my relations with venues in the future. However, I also think it it, it makes the, the least the Soundtechs who know about this, mainly just Brad, from Bendigo, oh sorry, Ballarat and Shepparton, mainly Brad. Um, I think Darren might have got wind of it from Melbourne. You know what? The top two know about it. However, I guess the bottom ones don't. I feel like if the bottom ones did know about this, they'd do a better job next time. So maybe I'm just doing the next comedian they sound tech for a fucking favor. Um, I would rank Ian after, I'll be honest, a slow start. Not his fault though. You know, the tools he was given was some fairly shoddy. PA in the venue. There was a bit of static coming through one of the speakers. However, that got fixed up nice and quick. All right. Very professional from Ian. He uh, he put a band-aid over that bad boy and patched that up. Not sure how he did it, but there was no static during the show. So big ups to my man E. We're kind of that close now. I call him E. Yeah, whatever. You guys wouldn't understand. Don't get into our relationship. I would rank Ian... Controversial. I know. I know it's probably going to be controversial because you guys are like, but Luke, like, they didn't have internet. And, but again, this is ranking sound techs. We're ranking individuals. We're not ranking um, their equipment, right? Or I guess, you know, some would have the argument um, perhaps that maybe Ian shouldn't have been using a computer uh, from the Stone Age. You know, I think it was the first one. It was built alongside Stonehenge. One of the few miracles of the world when I saw um, what he was running. And uh, I was, I don't even think it had a USB port, you know, it, it just, I don't know what they were plugging in back then, but they definitely didn't have USB-A, that's for sure. Um, some people might, might be thinking that, but guys, after much, much thought, right, and deliberation, trust me, I've been, why do you think the podcast is late? I just didn't have a, I didn't have a definitive ranking of Ian. Um <sighs> He's fourth. Ian is fourth on the list, all right? We've still got Darren and Brad uh, battling it out uh, for, for first and second. Reese ranked Darren on top. It's we. I feel a bit weird because really Reese is supposed to be doing this segment, but Reese wasn't there, so I've had to make an executive decision and slot Ian from Bunbury into fourth spot in this competition. Now, I'll be honest, it escapes me he was third. Um because I do a lot of shows uh, and I've completely forgotten <laughs> if someone wants to remind me or even Reese, Reese will probably know who was third. Um, that would be great. Maybe someone chuck it in the comments or something on the YouTube version so then people can scroll down, have it answered for them because now it's annoying me. Fuck. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. And also I would uh, big ups to the Perth guy. Now I don't know the Perth guy's name, but he was great, very professional. I would say standard run-of-the-mill uh, professional, you know. I, th- that's how non-memorable he was because he really got in there, did his job, and upheld quite a high standard throughout the night and made no mistakes. 
Um, but also, for me personally, because again, I'm judging this week, maybe Reese would base it on professionalism, but I think a lot of this competition with ranking the sound techs of the tour, of each show, I think it's a lot based on flavor and personality. And that's why Brad and Darren are top two. You know, Darren works at Hillsville Sanctuary. He does. He's not a sound tech day by day, yet he still holds that number one spot over perhaps sound techs who do this every night because of what he was bringing to the show each night. It wasn't just the sound and lighting. He was bringing some laughs and some smiles before I went on um, every night of the festival. And I guess he has an advantage because, you know, Brad felt hardly done by who just did Shepparton and Ballarat because he thinks with maybe a couple more shows, he could have snagged the gold and it would have been close. He's right. You know, Brad and I still chat on Instagram. Uh, he would ask me how my show went. And even keeping up that camaraderie as the tour goes on really shows a lot about Brad and why he's earned the silver spot. So that's, I, I've, for whatever reason, I guess the lack of flavor and the fact that I don't even remember what his name was, the Perth guy would be ranking quite low. Um, however, he was great. So in the middle of the run, you know, we're talking next to Felix from Sydney. Both serious operators. So yeah, that's the, that's the uh, sound tech update. I feel like I've missed a couple. Dude, what shows have I done? Oh, I did Bendigo before I went. No, oh, Darwin. Darwin. I missed Darwin. The guy from Darwin, he was nice. He, he was a bit of a serious operator, but he, I, feel like I got the vibe he was running the whole theater by himself. And, you know, he was cool. We had a bit of bonding. We uh, had to get some tables and we passed them down, um, you know, and he was good. Like He was like, all right passing passing now so then i know when to let go i like that communication yeah i would rank him pretty middle of the ground as well you know pretty again did a great job very professional however don't remember him whereas ian dude can't wait for next year in bunbury you know one of the main reasons why i'll be coming back so if you're from bunbury have ian to thank and also the fact that it was a fucking awesome show and uh it sold out and you guys are legends uh, very cool selling out shows in regional towns. I appreciate it. LukeKidgel.com for them. Ticks, boy. Also, if you're from Tasmania, those shows are moving fast. Both of them, both, both, both of them, both of them are like 60% full. Um, so without any advertising or anything, I haven't even posted about it. So get on that shit. Uh, if you're from Tasmania, I haven't got your tickets yet. Tickets. <laughs> Guys, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped Boys and also Girls. Does your man have hairy nuts? All right. Do you want to shave that hole of his, you know, or his nose, dude? Because the Manscaped, uh, if you go to manscaped.com and use code BASIC, you can get the uh, lawnmower 4.0, but it also comes with the weed whacker, the ear, which is an ear and nose trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant. Yeah. Fix those stanky nuts, dude. Oh, go. Give him a whiff right now. Open your pants and just waft it up. Now go to manscaped.com and fix that shit. Nothing to be ashamed of as well, you know. I, w- I would say maintain the stench, but you don't have to now. You just go to manscaped.com and you use that crop preserver, all right. As it says, preserve that crop, all right. Get those nuts f- good. Um, what else? Oh, it comes with the, I don't know why I'm reading it because I have it. It's good. The uh, ball toner is actually a bit of fun, Um quote Keelan I actually haven't used the ball toner in a while because I've been away should have taken it with me because they have an easy to travel kit but I just took the shaver away with me and I do have the other bits and bobs they have like nail clippers in there as well dude it's so much good shit but um it's pretty much the ultimate men's grooming kit um but Keelan testament here's a testament from my good friend Keelan who has the ball toner used it he uses it every night before bed moisturizes his nuts he's got soft balls dude that's what you want. Go to manscaped.com. Um, it's, they've made the new Lawnmower 4.0. It's a great shaver. They sponsor the podcast. I really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, go get on it. Manscaped.com. Boom. It's waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. So if I hadn't convinced you, that probably did. Back to the episode. Use code BASIC. Manscaped. Yes. So Perth. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Performing in front of a thousand people. Um, I remember when I started this podcast, I was probably doing a, it's probably, I don't know if you listen back to the first episodes, I think I'm doing like a 60 seater at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. 
Um, I think the first show I ever did, 23 people came in Newcastle. The first ever solo show I did. Um, and since then, it's been, you know, just like slowly building, literally since 20 people. So that's the coolest shit ever. I really appreciate it. Um, man, the roar, it was so loud when I walked out. And I was freaking out as well because John Pinder, a comedian from Perth, was opening and he smashed it. And I've never been backstage at uh, a full theatre show before. Like, I've been in the crowd. Sounds really different. Like, in the crowd, it sounds like normal laughter, I guess, at a comedy club because it's around you. But, or maybe, I mean, that's what I've always observed. But when you're backstage, because all the laughter is being directed at the stage, the noise is just, like, crazy. So, John Pinder hits his first punchline. It's just like this roar, like of laughter. And I was like, oh my God, he's like crushing. Like, I'm never going to laugh that big. Oh, fuck. Oh my God. How am I going to follow this? And then I realized like, I've just never heard a thousand people laugh before (laughs) at once. And then I go out there, do the roar when I came on. It was like overwhelming. I was like, oh my God. You know, I don't think I I never get nervous. I, one thing I don't like is confidence, but um, dude, it really like, it just, it slapped me in the face of like, holy shit, you, um, you've, you've, this is pretty cool. Well, well done, mate. That's what I was just saying to myself. I was like, this is, yep, cool. This has made it all worth it. Okay. I can, I could like literally probably, you know, I would obviously be gutted if I had to stop comedy, but if I had to stop, I'd be like, well, what, geez, what a way to go out. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, unreal. There was a fucking drunk woman ruining half the show for everyone. Probably should have kicked her out. Didn't didn't want to sour the mood. Didn't want to be like come off come off like an asshole where I do this big theater show. Someone heckles a few times and I'm like fucking get her out. Like I didn't want to seem like that. So I was trying to keep the vibe light, but she was just ruining everything. She was distracting me. And then I didn't realize actually how many people's nights she ruined around me because so many people in the main group were like, man, that was so good. I'm. You know, it sucks that that girl was near me. It was so fucking annoying. I couldn't hear what you were saying at some points. And she was so loud and she was just screaming. No one could understand her. Like, they were, everyone was like, I felt so bad for you. And I was like, oh, dude, I'd like, I don't think it bothered me as much as it bothered people in the crowd because she was just yelling drunk shit and I was just fucking owning her. You know, the, the dude, <laughs> I'll upload the video, but fuck, it was so funny, man. Yeah, it was like the biggest roar I'd ever heard on stage. There was a, uh, this, this lady was just, like, you could not even subtitle her, right? Like, in real life. Like, I couldn't even... I didn't even know the fuck she was saying, right? She was just like, blah. She's like yelling random shit. She was just blind. And I think maybe she thought she was making sense, but ever I I got the gist quite early that other people were looking around and then other people were like, in the front, I'm looking at people like a few rows back, like looking at them like, can you understand her? And they're looking at me like, fucking not. Like, I don't know what she's saying. So I got the idea very quickly. Like, all right, no one can understand her. I'm going to make, make this lady regret ever buying a ticket, essentially. And then, um, so I just, I just kept it in the back of my head. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin this lady's nut, you know? And I, and I just slipped it in my back pocket there. And I was like, oh, I've got a nut to ruin. And then I was talking to this girl and, uh, you know, this is like 20 minutes later and she, you know, she's constantly young throughout the show. I, I haven't forgot about it. And I'm still tapping my back pocket going, there's one bloody night that needs to be ruined back here. I won't forget about that. And then I asked this girl, I'm like, oh, what do you do with yourself? And she's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a disability support worker. Dude, I lunged into my back pocket, pulled out that knife that needs to be ru- ruined, slapped it in the microphone and went, oh, cool. Well, can you fucking help her? And pointed at the annoying woman. Now, if that isn't one of the hottest goddamn slams, that you've ever heard. I don't know what is. Fucking dunked. Right in a drunk face, dude. The roar. I've honestly never heard a louder thing in my life. Like, and I've, I've heard fireworks. I'm an adult. I've been around an airport with jets taking off. You know, one time I, you know, I've, I've mowed the lawnmower before without protective headgear. You know, ear, ear, earmuffs. I've heard some loud shit. Don't want to brag. <laughs> but I have never heard anything louder than that roar after calling the drunk woman disabled. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, it was probably the best moment of my life. I'm not gonna lie. It was just oh, I was like, I've not even I've like I've made it. A bunch of people in the meet and greet were like, man, like did you have the moment? Like did you feel like you've made it? And I was like still in the moment. So I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I don't know. I didn't feel like I'd made it. I I just felt like my my heart was full, just because of that one moment. And then I uh, she kept going throughout the show, and I got her again. Um, she was screaming about fetishes because I have the bit where I ask everyone about fetishes, and um, she's screaming, and I just stop what I'm talking about, and I go, "Is your fetish being a fucking idiot?" Now, look, I'll be honest, not my best work. The audience was so mad at this point at this woman. They didn't give a fuck. They were just like anything to get her to shut up. And I have it on good authority from a few people who said they're in the crowd near her that the look on her face after I said that made her regret ever buying a ticket. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you ruin a night. Game, set, match. All right. She came playing checkers. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, uh, uh. It's a game for fucking idiots, dude. What are you trying to do? Achieve the meaning of life? I'm out here playing chess the whole goddamn time. All right? I'm moving little pawns around, you know? I'm setting jokes up. I'm fucking the bishop to E6, motherfucker. And then just bang, checkmate. Fuck you. And then and then I did it again, you know? And then I, sl- the, the, I guess the last one was me just slapping the board off the table. Um, it was awesome. It do do be awesome, and one one of my favorite things that came out of that really, because again, I at the, at the time, not until the meet and greet, did I actually think much of it. On stage, I actually wasn't. Maybe people thought I was really thrown by it. Perhaps maybe that's how it seemed. Maybe I like seemed annoyed at the time. I, I don't think I was. I was actually just kind of was happy because, like, it, I don't know. I, I kind of like slamming people. You know, like I it gave me an excuse to call someone. Um, who wasn't disabled, disabled. And, and, and for that to be funny, because on paper, that's not very funny. You're probably thinking, look, that's, um, that's not a good one. Trust me, it fucking was. It was very good. <laughs> it was just, a, I, I was kind of liking the fact that I had like a bit of a, bit of a punching bag, you know, a reason to lash out. It's, it's a bit of fun sometimes. But um, what was I saying? Dude, I've already forgotten what I was saying. I just get on tangents. Whatever. It was fun. I've completely lost my train of thought there. I told you, I said, I've said it once and I'll say it again. My brain is like an LD. I just walk through and I'm like, oh, sink. Next. <laughs> oh, I came here for groceries. What the fuck? A trumpet. I've never tried that. And that's me, you know? So, yeah, it was awesome. It was the best best night of my life. Um, I totally, you know what? I, I feel like I should pause the podcast and listen to what I was saying because I feel like I was on a good point. I'm just, I'm just going to do that, okay? All right. We're back. Um, yeah, okay, uh, okay, so we're back. Um, yeah, I, I completely forgot. I was meant to say one of the best things that came out of this um, whole drunk heckler situation at the biggest show I've ever done was the mums on Facebook uh, talking about it in the thread of, of one of my things. Now, I very rarely check Facebook for this reason, I guess, because it's just Facebook's one of those platforms where if someone goes, oh, I posted on Facebook, I can't believe you didn't see it. I'm just like, well, I'm not 40. So I missed it. Now, you're probably thinking, oh my God, Luke, mum's on Facebook. Were they, were they complaining about you? Not at all. I had some, I guess, what you, what you would call, what's the opposite of a Karen? I don't know, a Julie? Just like, you know, a Deb? I had a couple Debs and Julies having my goddamn back here in the comments, having the most mum conversation. It was under my event because why would they choose the show you know, because this is what I love about parents on Facebook is I posted a picture of me in front of a thousand people, which got a lot of likes and stuff, a lot of comments. No, didn't do it under that one. They did it under me sharing my event the day before that has 11 likes, which is awesome. So, um, my daughter and I enjoyed your show. Shame about the idiot at the back who made no sense whatsoever and just embarrassed herself. And then another mom, and they're clearly strangers, right, comes in and goes... Oh, the South American. It was funny at first. Then it was just annoying. Um, and then they go on to have this uh, 
like back and forth. She was right near us too, complete drunken slash drugged idiot. I was there with my daughter, blah, blah, blah. They're going on and I'm like thinking, oh no, these, I'm going to get just like, I'm reading this thread because, you know, like it's, it's so weird. Like I had probably 200, 300 DMs, which I'm slowly getting through throughout the week and I, I am trying to reply to everyone. Uh, I always try and reply to people who came to my show because I appreciate it because um, I know people who don't have time to stick around the meet and greet and stuff. But, um, you know, I've, I'm just getting sucked in to this boomer, like, back and forth, right? And, dude, it's so funny. They're just, they're, these women completely have my back, right? These mums are just like, hope your daughter had a great time too. Uh, she certainly got the attention she was after, but so good how Luke gave her the crap she deserved. Lol. Dude, these mums straight out got my back now. I'm hitting that mum market fucking crazy, dude. I'm get yeah, I cool, you know, I I get them in with with the old TikTok, right? You know, cuz they they might come with with the teenage daughters, but mate, to even to even suggest that the mums ain't loving this, that would be a crime. And you that you'd be incorrect to say that cuz I've got bloody Deb, Julie, you know, Kathy. I've got them all. You read any comment section on Facebook. They got my back, dude. Ain't no Karens on my back. They've fucking got it. They can't be on it on my back when they got my back. They're like, oh, he's back. It's right here. We have that. So I appreciate it. Thanks to all my mum fans. Um, it's a demographic I was never trying to hit, but I'm glad I've hit it. And feels good. Not going to lie. Um, you know, and, and also, as you if you watch my videos, fair few hot ones as well. Don't have to be hot. Right to come to my show if you're a mum, you know that's not it's not a requirement, although apparently, you know it's a it's becoming a trend. I'm not mad about it. I'm just I'm merely an observationalist. That's all. When I say hot mum, I call it out. You know, it'd be weird if you if you called out an ugly mum. You know that's that's no good. You know I was thinking about actually just going back to those baby names earlier. Um, it's just so funny to me that I forgot to say this. This is what I was thinking about when I was reading the article. Is one of the oh yeah, I was reading the article and then the article says something fucking dumb. I completely forgot to say this. It's so funny. This is the best sentence I've ever read, right? Um Why choose between your favorite watch brand and car brand when you can just combine the two together and form one mega name? That's obviously Rolexus. Um also there's no way the person who named their kid Rolexus has a Rolex or a Lexus. Just saying. Um, this this sentence. Look, these are all beautiful names in their own right, and no one is criticizing the parents. Oh, I am. Sorry. <laughs> Don't speak for fucking everyone, would you? Don't like it when they speak on my behalf. Um, no one is criticizing the parents. Oh, pick me. I'll do it. I know, I know they've got my back on Facebook, but don't name your kid that. You know, these names, they're just not beautiful names, like links. You know, a beautiful name, like it's, I feel like they're shitting on, some people just, they're, they're taking advantage of the fact that you can call your kid whatever the fuck you want. And people abuse that, for sure. Like, oh, I can call my kid Rolexus. You can, but you shouldn't. You know, you could also, apparently, if you can call your kid vagina, you can also probably call your kid butthole. You Probably. I don't know how the fuck, I honestly don't know how vagina was allowed. You know, it's like calling your kid foot or earlobe. It's like, what? It's part of anatomy. Don't, you know, if you've, if you've got one, don't be one. Does that make sense? You know, if I, if I was called eyebrow, I'd be like, well, that's weird because I have an eyebrow. You know, and this daughter was just like looking down at her vagina going, well, if I'm vagina, is that Tiffany? What the fuck? <laughs> but that's not a beautiful name. There's, there used to be beautiful names, you know, like Venus, you know, named after the, the Roman goddess of, of love and beauty. You know, Bella, Bella. Oh, such a beautiful name. You know, literally means beautiful. In Italian and maybe Latin. I'm not sure. All right, Bella. 
This is Zacklin. <laughs> the fuck happened? What are we doing? All right. I reckon you you can only name an ugly kid Zacklin. I'm sorry, but these names: Chardonnay, Mattel, Summer Breeze. Okay, Summer Breeze. Maybe you're Indian. You've got like you. What do you? You probably get born with dreads if you're called Summer Breeze. He's like, you see this little baby girl come out. She's got fucking armpit hair, right? She's already, you know, she's already got a fucking tattoo from a Byron Bay, you know, grocery store that just like runs a tattoo parlor out the back. <laughs> Do you reckon um, a parent's ever gone to name their kid one of the beautiful names like Bella? Like they've gone, let's, you know what? Like as before it's born, the parents have had a discussion like, if it's a daughter, if it's a girl, we're going to call it Bella. And then they popped it out and they looked at it and were like, that thing's fucking ugly. Do you reckon that anyone's ever made a last minute switch to Chardonnay? You know, just because they looked at it and were like, well, it would be insincere and would be sarcastic if we called this girl beautiful. Um, so do you reckon they just ended up calling it Steve and then were like, sorry, she's Steve. Now that's no disrespect to any girls called Steve, although I do sympathize. Fuck, imagine if you met just like the hottest chick, like the the be- like a the most beautiful, you know. And we're not we're not even talking like Victoria's Secret type beauty. We're talking like girl next door, you know. The you need to just like walk past people on the street. Like f- it should be illegal to be that beautiful, right? As a human, imagine if you walk past that person and then you just heard them go go to the bank and they're like name and you're like like she's like um Keith, you'd be like. Oh my god, there's some fucking ugly baby named Bella out there and you're called fucking Keith. What's going on? The world's fucked, you know? Jeez, that'd be cra- I, I don't know if that exists. Let me know if, you, if you've ever heard of a female Keith, but that'd blow my mind. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much, I think, it, man. I, I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. I probably do, to be honest. I probably missed a bunch of shit. I've just been chilling. Oh, I got discriminated against in Crown in Perth the other night. I like it I guess it seems like I'm having all this crazy fun. We did a Patreon meetup, which we do. Um if you're part of the Discord tier, um every place we go on tour we try and incorporate a Patreon meetup where I have time. Obviously I stayed in a lot of places this year, so we got to do uh pretty much all the main cities, which was so much fun. So me and all the people from the Discord, we had like a night out on the town and um it was great. We went to this one bar and it closed at like ten PM. And, you know, it's it's a Sunday, so there's not much open in Perth. So I was like, well, what's going to be open? Let's kick on. And we ended up in Crown, which I don't I don't go to casinos much. I probably haven't been to a casino pre-pandemic. Probably the last time I went to a casino was the Townsville one, which was awful. I watched a man literally get a divorce. Like, I, I swear to God, I watched this dude lose everything. I think I might have told this story before. On a podcast, but just think, uh, maybe we talked about it on Luke and Lewis. We're at the Townsville Casino. It was a Wednesday night, and this, and the reason why we were there on a Wednesday night, by the way, is because there was no other food options open, and it was the only restaurant that was open in Townsville on a Wednesday. You know, regional Queensland, there's you, there's not an array of choices after 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. And so we went to the casino. We then, like, obviously went over the tables, you know, sussed it out as you do. Um, I think Lewis put some money on and I, I don't, I never gamble. I just don't, it scares me. Losing money terrifies me. Maybe if I had more money, I would, but it, I just feel like I don't have enough money to, to lose it. If that makes sense. Like some people go, yeah, but you could win more. But I'm like, yes, but maybe not. So I don't, I can't afford to lose. So I just watch people gamble and we're at Townsville watching and this Asian couple is standing there and the husband is betting a lot of money like he puts in i just saw a a wad of 50s i don't know how much maybe it was a few grand i have no idea puts a wad in his daughter's sorry his wife's hitting him like no don't like fucked up right he's she's hitting him going she's crying don't put it on the table you're gonna lose everything but it was in mandarin like you could tell what it was about it wasn't like good luck honey it was like what about the kids we have a four-year-old at home like there was I don't know what was what words were being exchanged. I do not speak Mandarin, but um, I feel like I don't say that word properly. I think I just said the fruit. Mandarin? Is the fruit Mandarin? 
Mandarin is language of the fruit. Dude, I don't know the difference. <laughs> Between the fruit or the language. I'm going to look it up. Man. Rin. Orange. Oh, they're both spelt the same. Well, this doesn't help at all. Mandarin and Mandarin. All right, so have I just been pronouncing Mandarins wrong? Or are they both pronounced the same? Whatever, guys. I'm going to get bullied about that. That's okay. Um, they're, they're speaking Chinese. There you go. I should have said that. And then he puts the money, he puts all these chips on black. And then the ball goes round and round and round. And me, Lewis, Keelan, and Dylan, the tour manager, are all standing there. I'll never forget all of our faces. It just goes round and round. You know that bit where the ball's like, tick, 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 It was on black. And then it just fell into the red. And we all looked at each other and we were like, because oh. this guy put on thousands. And I could tell he'd already lost heaps as well. It was his last money. And it just landed on red and he lost everything and his wife was just hitting him and she walked out bawling and he just sat there frozen and I just made eye contact with the dude and he looked at me like I've just lost everything and I was like that was so fucked and I've never been to a casino since I was like that I don't want to watch that shit but anyway I went back to a casino you know had some time off and guys still sad still very sad establishments being at one on a particularly a Sunday night, very busy, and um, some great investment deals. They offered up uh, eight dollar Great Northerns, pretty good for a casino. Very Perth that deal. We love that here. Looking forward to getting back to Queensland actually and having some Queensland beers on home turf. They always taste better. Can't wait for some Great Northern bit of Two Suns. They taste better, um, you know, when they're combined by some bit of Sun. Um, at the moment, bit of Rona and not Corona, like the, as in the virus, not the beer. Um, and what else has gone on there? Probably still racism. I haven't been there for a while, but or they taste, they just taste sweeter when you consume them in in Queensland. That's for sure. You know, when you when you know Pauline Hansen's nearby, it just hits different. Um, so what was I? Oh yeah, I got discriminated against the Perth. Um, we're going in, I produce a Victorian driver's license, right? And I've already had some hiccups with my Victoria's driver's license, right? As I spoke about last week, it's, people don't like it. When you're traveling around the country and you're from either New South Wales or Victoria, you get treated differently. I now fully understand how discrimination feels. It does not feel good, right? Just, just from where you come from. And I hand it over. The person's like, you're going to have to wait over here. All the Patreon people who are from Perth, they get let in immediately. Meg and I get booted out. We're like, fuck. Like, you're going to have to wait for the COVID officer. We need to ask you a couple more questions. I'm like, great. Then I freaked the girl out. She's like, when did you arrive in Perth? And, you know, that's a loaded question. Because to answer it honestly, I was like, I was, pro- you know, I had a few drinks and I was just like trying to be cooperative. And I was like, oh, last week. And then the lady goes, <gasps> And takes this big step back and thinks we're like branching quarantine or we've escaped or something like that. And, she's like, <gasps> and then I go, from Darwin? And she goes, oh. And she like took a step back towards us. And I was like, oh my God, just, you should have asked us, how long have you been out of Victoria for because of your license? You know, don't, I'm answering your question. So that takes 10 minutes, right? We get kicked out. To be honest, Perth is the only place that's doing COVID properly. So at least they are checking. It's kind of good in a way. It made me feel a lot safer actually in the casino. I was like, oh, this is good. We're not going to get, you know, the only Rona here is Corona, the beer, which is refreshing um, for two reasons. So yeah, I got discriminated against. Didn't feel good. But obviously I still got let in because I, you know, am a privileged male and uh, I was dressed well. And I did watch a lady get knocked back wearing slides. But a rich lady, that was that was a bit of fun. They were, they were expensive slides. I reckon they were like Gucci slides or some shit. And they knocked her back because they were closed-toed shoes. And I respect the guy because I was wearing, what, like $100 Adidas shoes. She was probably wearing $1,000 slides. Boom, didn't get back in. Serves you right for being pretentious. Fuck you. So that was great. Actually, kind of glad we got delayed because otherwise I wouldn't have seen that. That was a bit of fun. So... 
Guys, that's the end of the pod. Appreciate you listening. Would love to see what the show's coming up. Uh, a massive thank you to everyone who came out in Perth. Uh, it was seriously, like, obviously the probably one of the coolest moments of my career. Uh, I kind of, I feel like I choked up a little bit. I was on stage at the end. I was like, this is my dream. Thank you so much. And I was, like, overwhelmed. And, uh, yeah, I just had to get the fuck out of there. Otherwise, I probably would have cried like a little boy. Because um, it was the coolest shit ever. And I appreciate it. And it goes to everyone who's come out to a show. It's... I don't really, you know, again, I'm not that fast with what size the show is. Like, I just, you know, I fucking can't wait to, like, do Harvey Bay. Like, it's in the cans. Probably going to be two of the smallest shows of the tour. But, um, dude, probably probably two of the most fun. It's just, like, every show is always just uh, something different. And that's what I love. And I appreciate everyone who comes out and makes every night. Uh, incredible. This year's just been crazy. I'm selling so good. It uh, feels like a lot of hard work is paying off because... It is seriously such a bitch trying to pull this off uh, during COVID. And uh, yeah, Adelaide has been postponed, I should say, again. Oh, no, that was supposed to be tonight. Never mind. So I hope you didn't rock up to the venue. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Oh, Brisbane update. It should be sorted by the end of the week. We do have a venue. It's been changed. There was asbestos at the original venue. The venue that I did my special at, actually, they have asbestos there. And the venue's temporarily closed, obviously due to structural concerns. So we have found a new one. It should be on the same night. Your tickets will be transferred over to the same uh, time, same date. It's just you have to show up to a different venue uh, in Brisbane. That's all. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Have a good one. I'll see you all next week. Bye.